Welcome to episode five of the Dollars and Doctor Show. I'm your host, Krithej Varn, founder and financial planner at White Coat Financial. On today's episode, we interviewed Dr. Erwin Patti. Dr. Patti is the founder and principal dentist at Dental Zone in Surrey, British Columbia. He focuses his work on dental fillings, crowns, root canals, tooth removal, and mostly preventative care. We discussed his background in education, the process of opening up his clinic during a pandemic, and one of his biggest inspirations, the late and great Kobe Bryant. So without further ado, let's get right to it. I read that you lived in BC, Ontario, and then Newfoundland and Labrador. What was up with all the travel? Was it because your parents were working and they had jobs in those areas? Or what led to all that, you know, diversity amongst Canada? So basically... We were, uh, my brother and I were born in obviously Surrey, BC, good old Surrey Memorial Hospital. Um, the reason why we moved so much was because uh, my dad at the time um, was doing his exams uh, to become a family doctor. So we were kind of working and moving around the place. Um, firstly, we were in BC and then in 94. I don't quite remember the dates as much, but we were in Ontario, uh, Brampton, Ontario uh, for a couple of years, three, four years there. And then uh, my dad got a contract in Newfoundland. Uh, so we moved to Newfoundland, a small little town there. And we were there for about uh, I think a couple of years there as well. I think three, four years. Super cold, uh, but we got to do it. Um, after that, we came back to BC in 06, 07, I believe. Um, and that's when my kind of um, dad got his contract in BC. And then we kind of settled down here. After, I guess, after that, in your good old high school and kind of graduating from here. Interesting. So your dad, was he internationally trained and then had to jump through all those hoops to sort of get to where he wanted to go? Yeah. So he was obviously born in India and he, he was a doctor there for a couple of years. And then he had to go through all the exams and all that stuff uh, before obviously getting his license and kind of being able to work in Canada. Um, we wanted to come back to BC, and hence that's where we kind of moved around a little bit, so we can kind of settle down back um, in BC. Interesting. So you kind of had to take a similar path to your dad, obviously with less travel, but you did go abroad. How was your experience at James Cook? And I guess maybe even before that, what made you decide on James Cook versus maybe you know a university here in Canada like U of T or UBC? Yeah. So. Uh, the way we were, in, so I went to a South Point Academy in Tawasin. It was a high school, private high school there. Um, the reason why I found out about it, uh, as a close friend of mine, uh, you probably know him as well, Dr. Boparai, uh, Navtaj Boparai. Uh, so we got into that school together, uh, James Cook University. And the way we found out about that was kind of mutual friends. We had a kind of a mutual friend that was already there. And he kind of told us about the information there, how the school is, things like that. The main decision why we decided to go abroad, um, especially Australia, um, at that time, the dental board was recognized by Canada. So what that means is that after you finish your degree, you'd write just one exam, which is the Canadian kind of dental board examination that all Canadians write. So all the education, all the clinical stuff was all recognized. So you didn't have to go through a million exams to kind of come back, which was good. Um we just well when we got in we decided to go right after high school so that was a little bit tricky and obviously challenging for us just because we're so new to kind of like us being ourselves studying and stuff 
uh, obviously being kind of in a South Asian household, we we're so used to kind of getting all our stuff done by our parents as well. So it was a big challenge for us kind of going that, that way as well. Uh, but yeah, we went right after high school. We were blessed enough to get into the program. I believe at that time, they're only taking a couple high school um, students and applications. So we're fortunate to get in together as well. Uh, but yeah, we got there 2013 and we finished uh, 2018. Yeah, that That's amazing because I personally think it's such a more efficient process of without going through, you know, like the traditional undergrad and then dentistry school approach, because obviously there's a lot of filler courses in there. But how difficult was that going straight into dentistry school when you're what 18 or 19, well, maybe 17 or 18 years old? You're not really mature yet. You know, high school was a breeze for most people. So how was that transition between the two? I think for both of us in general, it was kind of a harder transition in the first two years, just because we didn't have the habits of studying kind of in a university kind of setting. Um, there were a lot of uh, older kind of students there who've been married, who've done their undergraduate degree, and they were pretty kind of okay with the theory aspect of it. Um, so it took a little bit of kind of getting used to kind of doing everything ourselves, living by ourselves. The good thing is we had each other. Uh, it'd probably be very difficult if it was just me or myself or it was my friend alone. Uh, so we were blessed in that sense. So kind of just building that routine, building that schedule there. Hey, we got to eat at this time. We got to go to the gym at this time. We got to study at this time. So just finding that kind of balance between school and your own life. Um, but yeah, it took, it took for me personally, I'm a slow learner. So it took me about kind of a year, year and a half to we kind of say, hey, you know what, this is my schedule, this is my routine, so when I wake up. Uh, but once you get that kind of habit, um, it's it's not easy, but it's a little bit kind of more relaxed, you can say, and kind of studying the theory aspect of everything. Clinical is a whole different ballgame. Yeah, no, I could imagine. And I think we're going to talk about this later because I know you're a Kobe fan, but I think he said in one of his interviews, the hardest part is just making the decision. Like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Um, and then the actual execution of whatever that act might be, whether it's getting in shape or going through school or dentistry school is no breeze, right? It's, it's gruesome. And so the hardest part, though, is making that decision, I bet. Yeah, definitely. Um, I am a Kobe fan. I'm born and bred a Kobe fan. Um, but yeah, we'll dive into a little bit more later on. But yeah, clinical, it's just been crazy. Um, I feel like for us, we were pretty over the top. We had our own kind of mobile unit that we bought. We were practicing at home after coming back from school. So we were working there and working at home. So we kind of got obsessed in that sense, just to make sure, hey, we want to make sure when we graduate, we are ready. And we want to make sure, obviously, we get through the get through the kind of program, you know, flawlessly. We want to, like as Kobe said, you want to work hard, you want to execute, right? If you do something over and over and over again, right, everything becomes a little bit more relaxed and it becomes a little bit more easier for in dentistry wise, but with our hands as well. So. so if I have this right, you guys, when you came home for like breaks, rented like a little mobile unit to practice in and do clinical. Yeah. So in Australia, we had our own, <laughs> yeah, our own uh, mobile unit at home uh, to practice on. So. Uh, at that time, obviously, we practice on kind of plastic teeth and stuff. So we were practicing at home. So on the weekends, uh, when we had days off or kind of our study breaks, we were kind of working, studying and working at home. So 24-7 grind. I got to say, I love it. Yeah, I, I love the dedication. I love the, yeah, how serious you would take something like that. Because I would assume you're in your early 20s. You're home off of this 
you know, gruesome educational path that you took could easily go out with your friends, hang out, but you guys took the time to to learn your craft. And I'm going to come back to that because you guys both, I think, started your practices relatively early in life. Um, but we'll come back to that. The first thing I actually want to ask was probably should have even just started with this. When you graduated high school, what made you choose dentistry? Obviously, James Cook, you had a colleague that was already there, but what was sort of that decision process like? And why did you choose dentistry over, you know, any other career that you could have went into? So for me personally, uh, it's a funny story, actually. Uh, when you're in kind of middle school, high school, I don't know if they do it now these days, but um, we always had these career, uh, what is it called? Like career questionnaires and stuff. And just to see, hey, you know what, what can you do when you grow up, right? And kind of the main three things I always got was either physiotherapy, sports medicine, or dentistry. Because I like being interactive. I like doing things with my hands. So that's what I've always seen kind of throughout my whole life. Like you, see, like you said yourself, I've always been kind of a basketball guy. So I've always wanted to go into something more medicine-related or healthcare. The main decision that made me kind of go to dentistry was that... Um, my obviously my Navi, uh, my best friend, we got in together. So we decided, hey, that was kind of the kick in the butt to kind of pursue our career in dentistry. Uh, but I did apply to medicine and I got into medicine in Australia as well. And I got into dentistry. Um, so I just had to choose kind of what I wanted. Uh, so it was kind of more of a decision to, hey, my friend's going. Uh, my parents kind of said, hey, this is something you want to do as well. So in the back of my head, everyone was kind of telling me to do a dentistry. And I had the interest to begin with. And like the icing on the cake is my best friend's going. So why not? No, fair enough. If you could go through a path with your best friend, why not do it? Plus, if you a lot of those questionnaires, like personally, they were not accurate. But I have a lot of friends who went with those questionnaires and they love what they do now. So if all the signs are pointing one direction, why not go that way? Right. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And I guess fast forwarding, you, you graduate, you finish your board exams. Where was the first place that you started practicing as a dentist? So firstly, I started practicing in uh, Burnaby for a couple months, just trying to get my feet wet and kind of getting to know where I want to work. Uh, in, I believe it was 2019, August of 2019, I decided to work in Quicklam area, Port Moody. Uh, I worked there for about three-ish years, three and a half years, and I met a very wonderful lady. Um, she's kind of very good in kind of doing her craft. She was kind of my mentor and still is my mentor, uh, Dr. Andrea. Uh, she is amazing, um, and she taught me a lot of things, kind of your bread and butter that they call dentistry, uh, kind of Invisalign, kind of everything. Um, so I'm always connecting with her, always learning every day. Um, the reason why I decided to work there um at that time was just kind of the office and kind of the vibe that they brought like they were okay with me learning mentoring and things like that because when you're doesn't matter what profession you're in you want to have someone who's learned everything has the experience kind of kind of guide you a little bit and i definitely got that from her so yeah i think that's the hardest thing because based on my experience of you know speaking with clients and, and other dentists is a lot of them will say like you finished dentistry school and you're like okay, I actually don't know anything though. Like you sit down with your first patient and there's a lot of imposter syndrome and anxiety. So having that older mentor, and that's why like having that older mentor is so helpful, but I always say it's nice to really go and start working somewhere before you open up a practice because there's going to be some inevitable sort of changes or learning curves based on what you studied and what you have to practice in the real world. I just want to piggyback on that. I think we were also... 
um, fortunate enough when we went to James Cook University is that we had a lot of hands-on experience there. About 60%, actually 70% of that degree was us working, so which was a good thing. Uh, kind of the program is five years, and we started kind of seeing patients in the third year um, and kind of working towards the end of the year. They kind of threw us in the middle of Australia, and we were seeing patients every single day between, I don't know, depending on where you were, six to 20 patients a day. So we got our feet wet definitely and our hands wet. Um, and yeah, we had a lot of experience in that sense. So we were fortunate enough to kind of, I guess, this, the location of um, the, where the university was and kind of the program that they provide. Uh, we definitely have a lot more experience coming in, which we're definitely grateful for. No, that's good to know because a lot of the listeners, or I suspect that a lot of them will be these younger students. So Having this feedback on what school you went to and what the process was like is, is honestly, it's invaluable. So thank you for that. Um, I guess now you're practicing. What made you, or while you were, you know, in Coquitlam, what made you decide to start your own practice? Was there like a specific it moment of, okay, I'm going to go start my own practice? Or was it something that was premeditated and you knew all along that eventually you would be a clinic owner? I think eventually the goal was to open my own practice. Um, it wasn't this soon, to be honest with you. The reason why kind of I went in this direction was just kind of we're talking more business sense here. Um, prices are increasing. This was about three, four years ago. Three, four years ago. I think two, two, three years ago, the prices were increasing. There's a lot more kind of infrastructure being built. Um, so that's why we said, hey, you know what? Might as well start early. Um, I have kind of the support around me, family, friends, and mentors. Um, and then we just, that's the main kind of reason why we decided to open my own practice. Fair enough. So it was accumulation of, of multiple different things and I guess some urgency from the industry of, okay, this is getting more, more and more expensive. I should probably go and start. Exactly. Interesting. Now, you obviously, we, we met, I think, right before you opened your first clinic um, or around, you were going through the process. And this is at the height of the pandemic. So walk me through that process. You opened up a clinic or decided to start a clinic during a pandemic. What was that process like? Like walk me through maybe even just like the logistical stuff first. And then we could talk about the emotions that went with it. But, you know, with your financing and all these other things, was it difficult during that process or, you know, because everything went online, people weren't in the city to pass certain, you know, permits. So what was that like for you? So just starting from kind of the height of COVID when the construction started and kind of going through all that paperwork stuff, very, very slow. No one picking up their phone calls, no one kind of answering their emails. So that was kind of quite difficult of kind of building the kind of whole clinic itself. Um, usually, I'm not too sure how kind of permit times work because I'm just new to this, but it took us kind of a full year, year and a bit to get our permit to finally start construction. On top of that construction time, wasn't too bad to be honest with you. Um, the only tricky thing is obviously social distancing, kind of making sure construction, like no one's kind of too close to each other. So that kind of delayed it a little bit, but obviously safety first, right? Um, construction obviously took between three to six months, which is okay. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, financially, um, I was lucky enough to work somewhere where I can save, I had enough saved up, um, to make sure, Hey, you know what, like. If it was six months, a year, two years, I was kind of able to not stress too much about obviously going on the back burners, banks and all that stuff, which I was grateful for. Um, coming down to kind of opening the office, uh, 
honestly, to like to be fairly frank with you, I was happy about during COVID, and the reason why is the programs, the kind of learning, the kind of software, is kind of getting everything kind of in the office. I had first on hands-on experience with that. So let's just say if I come to the office by myself one day, I know exactly where everything is. I know exactly how to work kind of dental insurances. So I have everything kind of in my head. Uh, I feel like I wouldn't have had that if there was no COVID and then we just kind of jumped into it. So pros and cons, right? Uh, but that was my kind of pro that, hey, I know everything, where everything is. I know exactly how to do everything. Um, so that kind of helped me in that sense. Mentally, <laughs> it was pretty difficult, to be honest with you, uh, even kind of till this day. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, but I was working seven days a week for a while just to kind of get my practice running. Sun, like Today's a Sunday, so I was here today as well. Uh, but yeah, lots of sleepless nights, just, just kind of being anxious, you know, it's like you hear so many things around you. Uh, hey, is it gonna? how long is it going to take? Are you seeing more patients? You know, main things for friends and family. So it does take a lot out of you, a lot of stress, uh, but you just have to make sure that, hey, you have people around you that can support you, kind of give you positive kind of affirmations and make sure, hey, you know what, when shit hits the fan, it just takes time. You know, it could be two years, three years, four years, five years, six years, but we all get there, right? You just got to put the effort in. You got to make sure you have a game plan and kind of go from there. And for, for like in the next kind of two years, we've been doing pretty well, you know, uh, every month, every day we're growing. And that's what you want to see. No, that that's awesome to hear. Cause I know when we met, yeah, it was extremely stressful and we had like a brief conversation, but I could just tell how frustrated you were with getting permits approved. And I could see that there was so much you wanted to do, but so much of it was out of your hands that I have to wait for the city to do this or I have to do this. And you couldn't even really practice or grow the business at all um, other than continue working at your job and, and being patient. And so it was probably nice having that, that buffer period as well as of when you started, okay, I'm not getting thrown into the fire with this massive patient list. I would assume people were slowly trickling in. It wasn't this massive book of patients that you have maybe right now, correct? Yeah. So it was kind of slowly trickling in. Um, I was only here for, I think, three days a week at the time. And I was at my other office three days. And then I was, at, then I was working here four. So just depending on the day, maybe we see a couple of patients one day, maybe a patient a day. Um, so definitely it was frustrating to begin with, but you can't rush anything, right? Main thing is you got to be patient with anything that you do or else you lose yourself mentally and you'll kind of, you'll fall off the rails, right? So you got to make sure you follow your game plan and make sure you're patient. Absolutely. Um, so I guess, tell me a little bit about dental zone. You guys have been open for what, three years now, or is it two? Two. Two years. So walk me through sort of where you guys specialize, what services you offer, um, and really how the business has grown from, you know, day one to where you guys are at today. Yeah. So starting from day one, um, since it was just me kind of by, my, by myself, we were kind of just doing more general dentistry kind of fillings, root canals, crowns, and kind of, and kind of removing teeth. Um, obviously, as I've learned more and I've gotten a little more experience, uh, we've been doing more kind of um, Invisalign treatment, more cosmetic cases, more Botox. Uh, we have an aestheticianist that works with us as well. So she's here. So we work together um, trying to create an environment where, hey, you're coming somewhere. You might be a little bit nervous, but there's a lot of different things we can do to relax you. Massages, um, hot towels, you know, just making a different experience for everyone. Just to say, hey, you know what? Dental zone is 
not your average kind of dental office that you go to. Uh, speeding up to kind of today, uh, we do have, we do offer implants now. We offer kind of more of the wide scope of practice, which is good. Um, and we have a, have a friend that comes in um, that kind of helps me out in that kind of more complex cases and things like that. So we kind of do everything here now, which is good. So everything is in-house. Um, but yeah, it just took time. That's all. Yeah, you guys have an in-house orthodontist now, right? Not an in-house orthodontist. So I do Invisalign. Um, orthodontist we don't have yet, but we'll see what the time when the time comes. Okay, I, yeah. And so who comes in to help then? Is it just a, another associate dentist or is it a different type of practitioner? Yeah, so it's just another general dentist that comes in um, and they like doing certain things like taking a wisdom teeth and kind of doing implants there. So that's kind of their, what they like to do. Mm-hmm. No, that's good to hear. I I really love that you guys are doing a collab with Sculpt Skin Bar. Because yeah. when I initially saw that, I was like, this is great because you're almost turning it into a bit of a spa experience or, or bringing some of those elements into your practice. Because we all know this. People are scared to go to the dentist. They maybe, you know, there's, they've had a bad experience or whatever it is. A lot of people just, there's that mental barrier they don't like coming in. And so having those those pieces included in your guys' services, have you noticed there being less friction then with, with patients coming in or or at least a more enjoyable experience on their end by having those attributes of a spa-like environment? No, definitely. Uh, we've noticed that quite a bit, actually. Even if a patient does come in, that's a little bit more nervous. Um, just a collaboration that we do have, it makes it a little bit easier for them, right? Uh, more easygoing. Um, Gerka, who owns runs uh, Scalp Skin Bar, she's very kind of, bubbly and outgoing as well so just kind of our demeanor um what we present and kind of the services that we provide most of our patients definitely are a little bit more calm when they come in more nervous uh sometimes obviously you can't you just can't help it obviously people have been through kind of experiences which we definitely kind of take care of but definitely we've seen more and more patients coming in hey you know what this is something that's very different um i didn't expect this um and it makes us feel obviously grateful that they've gone through that experience um, and they're definitely more relaxed. No, oh, that's great. Um, I also saw on your guys' website that you guys provide sort of mentorship to future dental students, new grads. Maybe walk me through that because obviously there's that aspect of giving back. I would assume that's where that comes from primarily. But is there another level to this? Is this sort of by, are you trying to maybe groom the next generation of of people who will join your guys' clinic. Maybe walk me through uh, what made you decide that and how that process has been for you. Have you had lots of people reach out? At this time, uh, we haven't had many people reach out. I've had a couple of people through friends um, who wanted to go to dental school, asking me questions. They can shadow me, kind of learn through your day-to-day in terms of dentistry. Um, so that's a nice place to start. I've been kind of pretty fortunate that like in a basketball sense, in a dentistry sense, I like, I like teaching. So mm-hmm. like I went back to my high school to coach with my kind of old coach there. Um, I'm always kind of helping out wherever I can, but the grand kind of goal and the kind of what I want to see is kind of just be in the community more in terms of help coach in terms of basketball, reaching out to kind of younger kids saying, Hey, you know what, if you ever need anything, I'm more than happy to help just in life in general. Um, dental students kind of doesn't matter what school you're from if you need a place to practice we can provide that for anyone Um, if they just have questions want just 
no bullshit answers from people. You know, I'm here for people like that, right? Some people are a little bit scared for, and kind of getting kind of your, hey, you know what? Maybe can I do this? Can I do that? Um, and I'm definitely here for that as well. I'm always open. I'm always uh, here to help. But the main kind of goal that I have for the future is kind of helping dental students, is helping anyone in general to kind of go where they want to go. Um, I provide kind of a safe environment for people to practice dentistry. Um, if they just want to, hey, bring their stuff in just to practice on plastic, uh, plastic teeth or just kind of shadow me and kind of see how the day-to-day in dentistry goes. But yeah, definitely just giving back to the community whenever I can. Um, everyone's life is hard and everyone goes through lots of stress. You know, there's, there's not many, I guess, people are more, I guess the best way to say it is there's not many people out there that show that they're um, willing to help. You know, everyone's so busy that they might be willing to help, but it's, it's just hard for people, right? And I'm just saying, hey, you know what? I'm vocal about it and I'm here to help anyone that needs it. I think it's so great that you actually have that on your website to emphasize that point, because I can give you my experience. When I was young, I think I was like 14 years old and I was like emailing lawyers and financial advisors and all kinds of different professions that I thought I might want to go into. And it was so scary. I was yeah, 14 years old, I think grade nine or grade 10 when I started doing this. And most people just wouldn't reply. But even the people who did reply when I did go to meet them, I I just felt so indebted to them. Like, thank you for taking time out of your day. And I did get some people who are like, you know, they they just met with me for like 10 minutes because they're like, all right, that's it. This, this guy's a child. I don't want to talk to him for too long. Um, but it's it's so nice that you are actually going out there and telling people I am open to the service. If you're, you know, a young kid and you just want to learn about dentistry or, or basketball or whatever that might be, you're putting yourself out there. And I wish more people did that, you know, when I was growing up, if I wish people said, Hey, ask me questions, I'm open to help. So it, it's amazing that you're doing that. Cause it helped me so much figure out what I wanted to do in my career and what I didn't want to do. Like I, if I didn't have some people that I spoke to, I definitely would have been a lawyer today. And I know now that that would have been a terrible career move. So going to school, like, you know, any sort of professional program like dentistry or, or legal work or becoming a doctor, or physician, it's a big step. So having those people to talk to up front can help mitigate so much stress, money, time wasted, whatever the case might be. Exactly. And I just like your story and my story, like I feel like our kind of generation, like we've all been through that, right? And it's always nice to see the younger generation have someone or doesn't matter who it is they can just pick up the phone or social media these days you know dming people whatever they can do to kind of reach out and i'm like yourself i'm always ready for it i'm always arms open trying to help anyone i can actually on that note did you have anyone in your family that was in dentistry because obviously your father was practicing medicine but did you have anyone in dentistry that was older than you uh, not in my family, no, but I had a couple of family friends that um, are dentists through my dad's side. Um, so that kind of gave me a little bit of interest when they used to come over and kind of talk about kind of healthcare, dentistry, medical and stuff like that. Uh, the main thing I did here, though, is you can kind of have your own hours. You're more of a private office. So you get a little bit more work-life balance. Um, so that obviously was a little bit icing on the cake as well. It is a more entrepreneurial profession, so to speak, um, compared to if you you go into medicine or, or other occupations like that. So I'm going to switch gears here. Um, I have a standard three questions that I think I'm going to develop for the show. Um, and I really like knowing what inspires people or what makes them tick. 
Now, we don't need to go into what act, what that thing actually is. But if you were to narrow it down to a person, and this could be one person, it could be multiple people. Like, who is your biggest inspiration? And it could be it could be mom, it could be locally, or it could be on like, you know, a grand level, like someone like Kobe. But who is that for you? I think there's actually three for me. Um, one is my dad, uh, just going through whatever he's gone through, like, He's till this day, and how old is he now? I think he's almost hitting 60, and the guy's still working six days a week, five days a week. Like, it's crazy. It's ludicrous, kind of what he does. Um, just seeing how he works so hard, how much he's willing to give, and how much he's already given, and he still wakes up every single day. He's always up at 5 a.m. He's going to the gym. He has his routine still going down. Um, that motiv- motivates me every day. Like, if I'm sitting around and I don't want to do anything. I always look at him. He's coming home from work and I just feel like an idiot. Like, hey, I'm sitting around watching TV, right? I should be doing something, right? Uh, the other thing is, um, like you said yourself, Kobe. Um, since he's passed away, obviously, rest in peace to Kobe. Um, just, he was just a different person, you know? Like the stories you hear, people waking up at 3 a.m., you know, putting in four or five workouts a day. And he said to himself, you know, it doesn't have to be just in the basketball if you put your mind into something and you work very hard into it, I feel like today in this generation, I feel that's kind of lost a little bit. I feel like people just want a quick fix of just making money right away. And I feel like majority of any profession, any career, anything in life, it takes a little bit of time to kind of get there. Um, and I feel like Kobe, for me, just kind of reminds me, hey, you know what? Like, you got to work hard every day. Some people are not talented enough. Some people are not skilled enough. But if you work hard enough, You'll build that skill um, and you'll get to where you want to go. Um, and last thing for me, is just myself, man. I feel like we live in a society where it's hard to make mistakes. You know, um, you feel like you make a mistake and people are always kind of saying, hey, why'd you do that? Why'd you do this? You know, and that's why for me, if I'm motivating myself, hey, you know what? I made this mistake yesterday. What can I do to get better? Uh, and it blends in with my dad and Kobe as well. Like, hey. I made this mistake. Let's see what we can improve on. And let's ex- execute that the next day, right? And I feel like if you don't have that for yourself, it gets very difficult over time to kind of, you know, for me personally, kind of get up get up every day and kind of be a better version of yourself, right? Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone's human. And we got to make sure that you have the people around you and you have that self internally to kind of push yourself forward. Because I guess life always hits you, man. Whatever it is, life, family, relationships, whatever it may be, you have to be ready for that. And that's kind of, I guess, I didn't really answer your question, but I have three people that kind of motivate me, myself, Kobe, and my dad. No, I I love that. Because to start with your dad, to me, that stuff's so impressive because he's a physician. We can talk about the elephant in the room. He doesn't need the money. You know, he's in his 60s. He's made a solid income. They're, They're doing it for this sense of purpose of giving back and making sure that their patients are taken care of, especially you know, here in BC, we most people don't even have a family doctor. There's such a shortage of them. So I respect that so much because we both know that he's probably also keeping himself in shape so that he can be there for his patients. Like, you know, your mom and him have been married forever. They're, they're, we were joking around before we went online. Like, I got married and gained a bunch of weight because there's no one to impress no more. Like, you're not leaving. Your dad's 60, but he's still keeping himself in shape. And I, I would argue, and correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of that is for his patients. Yeah, it is definitely for his patients. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like the other thing too is I think he wants to stay in shape just so he can see our grandkids as well. Like, I feel like that's probably another thing. But I never really talked to him about that, just me kind of assuming. But 
when you get older, you got to make sure you have that routine so you stay fit, like you said, for your profession, your career, um, and just anything that comes at you. Yeah. And even going back to Kobe, because I played soccer my whole life. I was never really a basketball guy. Even till this day, if I do watch any sports, it'll be sort of mixed martial arts or some soccer highlights. But Kobe was, I would say, one of my biggest inspirations, not growing up. It was actually after he passed. I never really watched basketball, but like most of my Instagram, like a uh, highlight reel or whatever it is, the explore page. If you just like scroll through that, it's like Kobe motivational yeah. speeches and stuff. And that really just got me into his mindset and everything he just, you know, he did in his life and what he represented. And there's particularly one clip that I love about him. And it just helped me at least a lot, be a lot more stoic in my life and I'm going to butcher this, but he said something about how he doesn't have doubt in his life because it doesn't matter. The next day, he's still got to wake up and go to the gym. Um, and he was talking about doubt, but I took that personally as like not getting too high and not getting too low. Of uh, It doesn't matter if, you know, I sign a new client or business is going really well. doesn't matter. I got to wake up the next day and do it again. Or if something goes terrible in my life, it doesn't matter. I got to wake up the next day and do it again. I should probably even reframe that. It's not got to wake up the next day. I get to wake up the next day and do it again. Yeah. And I think that relates exactly to what you said about it doesn't matter if you make mistakes or whatever happens. It doesn't matter. You get to wake up the next day and be better. And I just absolutely love everything about Kobe, his mentality, who he was as a person. And that's as someone who wasn't even a basketball fan. I think um, there's so many Kobe stories out there. But right now, the one that sticks to my head is when... Um, there's a Netflix documentary on the Team USA um, kind of journey they had. And they were talking about it where all the guys went out, they went to a party, went clubbing or whatever it is. And they came back at three o'clock in the morning and there's Kobe. He's already worked out. He has ice on his knees. He's having breakfast and he's going to go work out again. And these guys are like, what the hell's going on? Like, we just came back from, you know, just relaxing. This guy's going to his second workout. And that's, Kobe was someone that was super obsessed and it's very hard to be like that, but it just tells you, Hey, you know what? Like he'd been through so much. His body was broken. He gave whatever he could to the game. Right. And once he was done with that, he gave everything he could to storytelling, whatever he can give back to the younger kids, teaching them lessons through storytelling through books, podcasts, whatever it was, he was always giving back, you know, and he put whatever he could into every profession he was in. So so many stories out there, but man, rest in peace, Kobe, man. What an inspiration. Honestly. And it's just crazy to think about. There's these two brown kids in Surrey. One's a dentist, one's a financial advisor. And I would assume you probably lived your life to aspire to something like that. Because I know with myself, I will put myself through like hell at certain times. Like I'll work out every single day, put in 60, 70 hour weeks. And I'll be honest, it's not really for like money or anything like that it's it's for the love of the game because i personally love doing what i do and it's so respectable watching someone like kobe do that because we both know he doesn't need the money doesn't need the notoriety he was still pushing as hard as he could five championships in he just loved the game and i think when you go to see a professional like i'm gonna make an assumption here but you probably love dentistry and it's like it doesn't matter you could win the lottery tomorrow every nothing in your life would really change and that's how I try to live my life. You could give me $100 million tonight. I'm still going to wake up and hit the gym. Still going to treat my clients how I do. I'm still going to put in the hours that I do. 
Um, and that's what's so inspiring about someone like him is he gave us almost permission to do that and a, and a roadmap to apply that to our lives outside of basketball. I just feel like for, for myself, I'm just uh, piggybacking there. I'm so hard on myself. Sometimes I'll hit that spot where like, I don't even want to do anything. Cause I feel like, damn, like I should have done this, should have done that. And like, I forget, you know, like I'm so focused on the love of everything that I do. And I think so far ahead that I forget to be in the present, you know, and I make mistakes in the present where I shouldn't be, you know, and it just, Sometimes got to reel myself back in and say, hey, you know what? Like, you love what you do. You work super hard. You can't be too hard on yourself all the time. Because sometimes it will ruin you, man. You got to you gotta make sure you make your priorities kind of straight. You follow that game plan. And like you talked about, man, like, even if you win $100 million or whatever it may be, I'm still going to work the next day, you know? You might slow down a little bit, but you're still going to go to work. <laughs> 100%. You got to wake up and do it the next day. It, it's absolutely facts. But, yeah, you're, you're 100% right. It's it's hard being like that. Um, but what was so nice even about him, I guess we'll sort of wrap up on Kobe here is he had this Mamba mentality and then he would see his daughters and just melt, you know, it, it's hard to do that. I, I've noticed even like with my wife, there's times where I'm like, I have to take some time. I got to go take my dog for a walk or something to turn off, you know, the businessman or the financial planner in me so that I could be there and, and be present. Um, but I loved seeing that about him because it's hard to find that as someone who's so driven one way, but then could also on the, on the other side, be this warm, soft person. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, last couple questions. Now we talked about where you've been and sort of where you guys are at, uh, sort of with your, your, your journey through school and what dental zone is today. What's next for you, I guess, as, as Erwin, and then obviously as Dr. Butty and the owner of dental zone what's sort of the next let's say five years hold for you what are you looking most forward to so for the next five years my kind of game plan just being as a dentist um building kind of my i guess my mentorship to other people um whether that's maybe going to ubc or kind of teaching there or kind of just getting a lot of people coming to my office and kind of teaching them whatever it may be that they need uh, how they sit in a chair how they kind of hold the kind of hand pieces and drills, right? Whatever it is. So just kind of building on that. Uh, the other thing for me is um, I actually, right now, I work um, once a day in Tawasin right now with a friend of mine. So I'm here the other days. Um, and us just collaborating together to kind of provide more dentistry to kind of the local community in Tawasin um, and kind of building my kind of, I guess you can say, portfolio of kind of, what I can provide in terms of either it's more dental offices or more services through kind of education and things like that. So that's kind of what my five years are looking like as a kind of as a profession, as in dentistry wise. Personally, honestly, I'm just taking it day by day, man. <laughs> There's not much. Uh, I'm just happy that I'm getting up, kind of I'm healthy. I'm kind of, I can go through the motions of life here. Um, obviously, everyone wants to get married. Everyone has to have, wants to have kids right now, uh, but right now just taking it day by day man no fair enough what i'm hearing is a lot of giving back and growth um yeah. so it's beautiful to see bro um and because this is the dollars and doctors show i have two last questions for you and, and you can give as many details as you want or, or as little details as you want but what would you say has been your biggest financial mistake so far in your career and then on the flip side, what's been the best financial decision you've ever made? I think 
I I think I'm blessed enough not to have a bad decision financially right now. To be honest with you, like I don't really, not really. I you can say I got a Tesla, but like that's a kind of not a bad thing, you know. <laughs> like I drive that around, but I don't at this time. I don't have any bad financial decisions, man. My greatest decision, my biggest one, I guess, buying the office. Like I don't really, you know, that's kind of the only thing I have right now, right? And maybe if you ask me in a year, two years, it might be totally different. Right now, I guess this is the office, you know, putting the investment, putting the money into this office to make sure, hey, in the future, it grows, it gets bigger. And like I said, I can provide back to whoever needs it. I love that. The the not having a financial mistake made me so happy to hear, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> knock, yeah, knock on wood, there could be so many mistakes that you could make, you know, whether getting credit cards or closing one and not paying it off an item goes to collections and there's so many mistakes you can make financially. So it's, it's great to hear that you haven't made any so far. And I'll say this, if you haven't made any so far in like, you know, your late teens and early twenties, any future ones you make probably won't be that bad, which is good to know. Um, and the, the best investment, I would echo that across the board as you know, a financial planner works with dentists and stuff. I always say the best purchase that you're ever going to make or the best investment you can make is likely going to be in your clinic or in your own skills, you know, becoming a better dentist or whatnot. So um, it's great to see that you're, you've put it all to action. And from where we met to where you're at today, it's just a beautiful thing to see, bro. I appreciate that. And like, even if I do make a bad mistake, you know who I'm going to call. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Always here to help with any sort of stuff like that. But yeah, that's pretty much everything. Is there any final sort of comments or thoughts you want to you wanna give out to whoever is going to be listening to this eventually or also include what kind of contact information, where to follow you? Let me, floor is yours. I think just generally, I feel like whichever profession you're in, whoever's listening to this, is always work hard, have fun, and just live day by day, man. There's too much stress, struggle in the world to not do that. Uh, but I feel like, like myself, we get caught in into kind of what we want to see in the future. So just work hard, have fun, live day by day. Um, me personally, if like I said, if anyone has any questions related to dentistry, uh, basketball, just life questions in general, uh, you can follow us on Dental Zone Group on Instagram. Um, my email is info at dentalzone.ca. Um, and then that's pretty much it, man. No, that's perfect. I think it's a great place to end. I'll put all your information in the show notes. So if anyone does want to reach out, they'll be able to. No worries, man. Thank you uh, for having me on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. I always want to do things like this. So you just let me know when and where I'll be there. No, honestly, thank you for being on. You are going to be one of the first guests. So it's huge. I think this is going to really help. If if I could think back to me being, you know, young, going through university and figuring out what to do, just having someone to to listen to or talk about their experience. I really do think this is going to be invaluable. Um, plus it'll help you connect with other medical professionals. So again, thank you for being on. And that concludes our fifth episode of the dollars and doctor show. I want to give a big thank you to dental zone and Dr. Erwin Patti for being the very first guest on this podcast. If you'd like to reach out to Dr. Patti or his team, I'll include his contact information in the show notes. This episode was brought to you by White Coat Financial. Our goal at White Coat Financial is to change the financial planning industry by combining a fiduciary duty with a one-stop shop experience for our clients. 
If you're a Canadian doctor and you're looking for financial advice on mortgages, investing, insurance, taxes, or any other financial matters, visit our website, www.whitecoatfinancial.ca. On our website, you'll be able to schedule a free initial consultation to learn about how White Coat Financial can help you protect your income, grow your money, and live better. If you have any questions or feedback for us, you can email me directly at gerthage at whitecoatfinancial.ca. Thank you for your attention, thank you for your time, and thank you for your ongoing support. I look forward to speaking with you soon. The information contained in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, and it is not to be taken as financial advice. While the host of this podcast is a registered financial planner, nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as financial advice. Before making any financial decisions, you should always consult with a financial professional about your unique circumstances and personal situation. The hosts and guests of this podcast are not responsible for any errors or omissions or for any actions taken based on the information provided in this podcast. It is the responsibility of the listener to do their own due diligence and make informed financial decisions.